this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go Go to anchor.fm to get started. Shakespearean shenanigans, legends of thirst trappery, and Patty LaBelle, y'all. Patty LaBelle. This is a black lady sketch show here at AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Hey, AfterBuzzers! Hello, hello, hello! We are back with another A Black Lady Sketch Show after show at AfterBuzz TV. Yes. I was gone for two weeks, but I'm back. I am one of your hosts, Nikki Bailey, and I am here with Nima Sky. What's up, y'all? Hey, guys! <laughs> Oh my gosh, this episode was so good. We're on episode four. Where are my background singers? A question I ask myself every day. I, I do. Listen. That is my fantasy <laughs> to actually have a group of background singers. I want a gospel choir to follow me around and just sing back up to everything I do. It, I mean, it is. It's called your your subconscious. My subconscious. Yeah. I want it out loud, though. It's called the angel and the demon. All right. <laughs> okay. So, we are getting into it today. We're going we're gonna to go through all the sketches. We got our special segment. We got news. We got predictions, although we don't predict things for this show because it's a sketch show and we don't know what's going to happen next. But anyway, we're so excited. Nima. Yes. Overall impressions of this episode, episode four. I, I feel like this show just keeps getting better and better. So, I mean, every time I watch it, I'm like, I would have never thought that they were going to go there. I mean, definitely like the Black, the Black Lady sketch show is not your traditional sketch show. Like, there's so many different variations that they are really getting into and just making fun of black culture and just things that we do you know like you do with your girls especially the event there's just so much going on that I'm just I'm always excited every time I watch it me too I'm always excited and jealous that I'm not on it Uh and also excited I look forward to watching this show and I need it to be matter of fact I my roommate who is watching us right now has watched every episode of this show at least five times so far. Oh, Lord. We are that serious about it. So let's get down to it. We open up this episode with a sketch called Tough on Drugs that we think is about... I, 
Well, I mean, first of all, I just, I feel like it was kind of like a black scary movie because <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, okay, they're, they're all having fun and the girls, you know, she, you know, well, first of all, they're smoking shrooms. They're, no, you don't smoke shrooms. You was eat it? them. Okay. You eat shrooms. Well, listen, clearly I don't do drugs, so I don't know. <laughs> so, disclaimer, hello, somebody. But I anyways, know that because I read about it. it but... She says her hair's burning and she wants to call the cops. And she's like, "Oh no, you don't want to call the cops." But but what I love is there's always that friend who 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 if you're in the midst of some shady nonsense, you always have that one girl in your crew who is thinking about things, right? right. She is always the one who is like, "Uh-uh, y'all, we can't do that. That's not going to no. work." But what I loved is that she put she she stopped things in a way that was just she tied up poor Tia Maori. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> she was just like, "Listen, you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet." Okay. And then, like the fu- the funniest thing she said is that I'm not about to go to jail because somebody else is smoking it's, it's weed. Smoking weed, right? And I'm like, wait, I clearly I thought everybody in the room is smoking weed. So it's just like she she was not about that life. But I loved it. And what I loved the most is that the reveal at the end is that this is actually an ad for uh, Katie Campbell for city council because she's tough on drugs. She's so tough on drugs that she will tie up her friends, shoot a man, make someone get hit by a car, and then bury the body, sink the bodies in a river. I mean... That's I mean, a hardcore city council person. I feel like it was a two-way street because she was like, she wanted you to see that she was heroic, but she also wants you to see that the people who actually uh, try to go for these politics, they, they're probably criminals too. <laughs> I felt like, I right. felt like, Subtext, I right? felt like it was like an underlying, like, yeah, the, poli- the pol- pol- politicians right. are really like, she's you like, know, she's like, she's like, you know, criminals. they're all criminals. Right? You know they're all criminals. Right. Like, <laughs> They, like at the end of the day, they're gonna take their friends down. Like that's just what it is. I love it, and I love. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end. What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So in comedy, when you when you have like a sudden it's called a, a turn, right? So like so like that the that at the end of the sketch, it's it's a really happy city council ad. That's just genius. It is. And <laughs> and so what I love about this show is that, you know, they've seen all the sketch comedy shows that have come before them. And they're like, oh, that's cute that y'all did that. But we're going to do it like black women. And it's so much better than everything else. I'm just going to say it. I'm owning it. I feel like this is like your SNL that's not quite live. It's scripted. Right. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's key and peel, but with black women's sensibility. And I'm so happy. I'm here for it. And I also love that they borrow from Jordan Peele quite a bit because that whole scary movie vibe was very Jordan Peele. I was like, literally, I was like, this is so scary movie. But then at the same time, it was almost like, uh, what was that movie with um the Waynes? Um, don't be, don't be, yes, don't be don't a menace, be a menace to, society. Yeah, to society. Roger, can you just in the hood? Okay, yes, I just wanted to say that I feel, I feel like they've taken so many different like um aspects of different like 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 other um black mo- movies, black that, movies yeah, and black yeah, shows that yeah. we've already seen. Yeah. Um, and they 
they're like making fun of it it's and like perfect. they're putting it all together and then I was like it was also kind of like okay well how would a black person act if it was if this was a scary movie True. I literally because you know how people always say well you know if I was in a scary movie what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't do this I wouldn't do that but it's like what's more scarier than you having a moment you know you getting high and your friend is like <laughs> tripping oh what like you about to call the cops or we about to shoot you and you going well, down here's, here's the, the one the one black person who did the thing that I would do was the one who left Right, it's just like, it, like, why am <laughs> I shooting like, you? It's, she was like, she was like, leave. I'm gonna just sneak out the door. Peace but out. But the thing about it is that she didn't sneak out. She just literally just, just walked, walked out, the, out door. the door and was allowed to. I loved it. Yeah. So, but I also think that that's that was kind of a message where you don't. You can I'm gonna just, get you later. Like you know, you can yeah. just walk out though, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go on to my. So the running sort of. Um, you know, container for the show is the idea that these four women have survived the apocalypse and are just hanging out in one of their homes until whenever. And this is what transpires. So the first apocalypse clip, because that's what we're seeing every every, every time, every episode. What's the event? The first apocalypse apocalypse clip. They're playing Uno now. One of the first things that is asked is, are we playing just regular Uno or are we playing triples and doubles? That is because black people have our own rules to every game ever invented. Which means that whoever is the person initiating the game is the person... Who can call the rules. Who, who, right, who can call yeah. the rules. Yeah. So, we, so you, might, you might read the instructions on Uno... But that's not how we play. But see, it's also like if I brought the cards in, we we're play playing Uno wheel. the way that I want to play yeah. Uno. Like that's just like that's college. That's get you know like getting together with your family. Get, you know, getting together with your girls. But it's true for every kind of game we play. So for like, sure. so if it's spades, if it's dominoes, like we all like, and and not only do black people have our own rules for it, but the rules are specific to your family, right? So my family does spades Listen. differently. That we used to play Pacino in my family. We play that. I don't know if people even play Pacino anymore. But like, but like we do it differently than other people. So like, just as your education for the black people in your life, like you should know. Just because the box says that you can't, oh no, you can't, you know, on 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 a on a draw four, don't mean that we play it that way. I just feel like that's everybody's way of playing Uno. Right. It just doesn't matter. That's just something that you do with your girls. It's like for talk. Because even though they were playing Uno, they were clearly having other conversations outside True. of Uno. And what I love though is that this open, the, the thing that it started was this conversation about like, is this the hill you want to die on? Like, do you want to die on the hill of these are the rules for Uno? And then Ashley Nicole Brown uh, tells this entire story about Baldwin Hills, about Baldwin Hills which she really brought me in because I was like, "Oh my god!" I go, I, like, totally I, 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 I go past Baldwin Hills, <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Shut up!" The fault line. I was really like right? all into the story, and then when I realized she was just she was just trying legs, to get Uno. That's she was all. like, "Uno." I was like, "You know what? That's always somebody who's got a little trick up the sleeve and just gonna try to tell you." Something. But I mean, I thought it was. It was it was very interesting, and then out of all hills, she decided to choose Baldwin Hills. To Baldwin Hills, yes, which is down the street from where we are. Right. But <laughs> but that didn't happen. That's no. not the history of Baldwin Hills, or maybe it is. I don't know. But I mean, a little bit because some I, of it is. I know um, it it is known, especially like back um, in like the seventies and sixties. It was a black affluent neighborhood, right? And it, it still is, is. It is. Yeah, it's considered sort of the the sort of the Beverly the Hills. middle class of the 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 middle class black neighborhood in L.A. So, 
you know. But what I loved is the whole because they come back to it again. This whole is, is this the hill you want to die on? Like, is this the argument that you want to die making? And so we're going to come back to that because then they get into a new sketch called Rome and Jalisa. Oh my gosh! Listen, okay. Before we get into that, though, please. Before I do want to say, I want to thank you guys for allowing us to be the ESPN of TV talk right now. We could use your help. If you are on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and not just that subscribe but if you're listening through itunes please give us a five star rating but no matter what you do make sure you leave your comments because that is what helps us do what we do every sunday every monday every day of the week myself my co-host and the whole after buzz family would not be here without you and without your continued support so come please please continue to keep supporting us make those comments subscribe push that button five stars and keep us alive we love you guys (laughs) okay so rome and jaleesa oh lord so what i loved about this sketch it's obviously a take on romeo and juliet and they did like hashtag bard hashtag bardy bang because shakespeare's called the bard but it was like it was cardi b in like offset they should have just called it Cardi B and Offset. <laughs> like, cause they made so many different references. references to Cardi B. They really did. And then I love how when they died, they like, it was a social media die. Yeah, it was right. It was social media suicide, not actual suicide. Because I have long believed that Romeo and Juliet, the way it ends where they both die is the dumbest thing ever. So I love that they were like, no, nah, they can't really die. Let's right, make it like, social we're going to kill each other suicide. on social media. And then, <laughs> but I feel like it was a message in that, right? Because I feel right. like it was saying that a lot of us live our relationships through social media. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, let's just die to the world and let it just be me and you. Yeah. You know, which is not. Why do we have to have all of our relationship business be on, on the gram? Right. You know, I mean, that's the whole millennial thing. But then I also kind of felt like they showed the beef between Cardi and Nicki Minaj and then they kind of like threw Offset around there. They did. That was like absolutely hilarious. It was so funny and and I love that they basically found a way to Shakespeareize Ebonics. That was brilliant. Brilliant. Like, super brilliant. brilliant. Like the language in it. It was in iambic pentameter which all of Shakespeare is written in. Right. And it was brilliant. My favorite line that um, that Tyler James Williams who played Rome who was uh, obviously Everybody Chris hates from Everybody Chris. Hates Chris. <laughs> um, he says if your love is true catch these L's caught for you. Yo, that was it was like bars. Okay, it was more of like the 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 Shakespearean cipher is what I feel. It really was. It was so <laughs> they were perfect. just dropping like so many different bars. And you really, if you didn't catch them all, you need to rewatch that sketch because there are so many. Every single line that they speak is a reference to something or um, something happening in hip hop or just just like our culture you know it's so good to rewatch that 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 sketch because you're to catch everything because it happens such you know one of the challenges of doing Shakespeare Shakespeare is to sound natural while you're doing it and they sound so natural super natural um, but you guys rewatch it so you can catch all those references okay the next sketch the Negro League groupies Oh, oh, you know what? I was just bawling, laughing at this particular part because it's just, I mean, of course, 
you never think like where did the whole idea of groupie came like mm-hmm. like just like just being a groupie but it was funny because of course like the 2019 or the we're getting ready to say 2020 groupies it's like of course like you know we're wearing tight things but at the end of the day I think that they were really trying to expose like what is the idea of a groupie right it's not necessarily how you dress but it's really about how you carry yourself right I think and, and that also I think it's about it's about like can you lay a thirst trap that is undeniable? Listen, with and your clothes you, on, and, like and fully dressed. Like fully these dressed. women were fully and these dressed. Three honey. women, right? They were like, we don't have to show a lot of skin no, to do it. We could just be manipulative, you know? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. I also loved. I mean, the idea of sort of giving us a historical perspective on on being a groupie on this whole thirst trappery is the idea that, like, you know, that black people, black women in particular. We so often are the trendsetters. We create culture. And so I love the idea that we're getting a historical perspective right. on this idea that, of course, we created another another <laughs> another thing we invented that we need credit for. So but, see, I, I, but I also love how like in in the sketch they were uh, talking about they were like referring to another guy because I guess you know Satchel Paige which is so like Satchel- they use actual people you yeah. know from you know back yeah. then who you know of course we they're like historic figures right but I, I like how they he said something about was it was Jeff somebody right. I cannot remember but he, but they basically referenced because at first he was like listen my wife is gonna catch me I, I wonder what she'll think and then they brought up the guy's <laughs> name he's like you know what forget him I got all y'all I'm bringing all y'all in and, it, and it's just so funny how again I think that they expose the idea of this is the mindset of a groupie. Like, you can be a groupie. Like, you can look any kind of way. A groupie is not just, you know, how people have always tried to perceive groupies as being. But then it's like, listen, we are in the 2019 Smithsonian Museum because this is like, look, this is an art. Be- being a groupie is an art at this point. And, and, <laughs> and right, yes, maybe you do look like Feather Atwood with the beautiful, like, listen, whatever. But also, gorgeous. but also, you know what? Uh, uh, what were their names? Daffodil Dunham and Perlina uh Tea tree. Oof. First of all, how tea did you tree? make how did you make Natasha Rothwell look ugly? She's not she's like one of the most beautiful women in the world. And what? But she played the but part. She played, though. Oh my god, she did an it was amazing so job. funny. And Issa, of course. We just Issa's our girl. We we, we love Issa. We are like we stand. Issa is just we bow like, down. Um the the line. She's like, Listen, I know how to get her to do all of this just so we can <laughs> so you're gonna find a way to make sure we get on that bus. We getting on that bus. <laughs> so I loved it. And then the fact that it was called the Hall of Hustlery and Scamitude and their pictures were hanging there as like the pioneers. Hustlery and scamitude. Hustlery and scamitude. Because not only do we create culture, but we create language. Yes. I am using scamitude from now on. Scamitude and hus- hustlery. hustlery. It, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's all about stuff. I think the idea, I mean, of course, you know, we, we know we think groupies are like a bad thing. But at the end of the day, I really feel like it's all about survival. And I feel like these women who decide to be groupies, or just whatever, whatever. It, it, it's, it's all about, I need to get what I can get so that I can be able to survive. And it's also making fun of the whole idea that women are gold diggers. And, yes. you know, like, you know, every hip hop song since there was hip hop is like, you know, I ain't saying she a gold. You know, like they're all about, oh, those gold digging hoes 
hoes and bitches, which is why I stopped listening to hip hop in 1987. But anyway, listen, uh, not all hip hop is bad. Okay, <laughs> not all of it is, and I really I, I can't say that's true. But what I love is that it makes fun of that idea by like by showing like, look, there is an art to this. Like right. to these women who are out here doing their sugar dad, getting their sugar baby life on, there is an art to this, and there it is. goes back to. Back to the roots of, you know, like tracing our, our roots back to where right. things really came from. So I, don't Ladies, sleep on black culture. Listen. It's historical. Did you guys take your notes, though? Like, did you, <laughs> I'll just <explain. okay. laughs> We high-fived on that, listen, right? Okay. Did, you, did you catch any new any new things you could use mm. in your hustlery and scalitude? I mean, the th- again, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's like she basically made the guy fit back, you know, because she was comparing him to another man. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when a man is all in his ego, it's like when you compare him to somebody else who he sees as, as his competition, right. he's going to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. Lesson learned, people. Uh-oh. Lesson learned. <laughs> Okay, so now we finished. We wrapped up Negro League groupies. Um, so now we're on this, the next apocalypse uh, conversation. Conversation, <laughs> and in this one, they're talking about. They're still talking about. You know, what is this hill you're going to die on? Right. So, like, what is the thing you're going to argue about till the end? And Quinta's argument that I a hundred percent agree with, and we could talk about this. Okay, let's talk about. Hundred percent agree with, which is that lemon does not belong in cake. Nor, I will add, do any other vegetables such as carrot or zucchini, nor does any chocolate and mint combination belong in a dessert, except for maybe the occasional junior mint. Nima, your thoughts? Okay, I have to disagree because I love lemon. Like, I'm like a citrus girl. I I love lemon. I love anything that's lemon. And at the end of the day, I feel like fruits and all these other things, especially whatever you have a certain lifestyle of how you eat, like this vegan lifestyle, this no sugar, whatever, I feel like people tend to be able to create things out of stuff that they love. So I feel like, yeah, you can put lemon in the cake. Why not? It's wrong. If you could, listen, you could... If if you're a creative person and you really know how to cook, which is that's like black culture, right? Like we at the end of the day, we we try to make a a carrot cake, a chocolate cake, a sweet a sweet you know a sweet potato pie, whether it's vegetable or fruit. We've always found ways to be able to try to cook and make it's this true. with love. So it's true. I mean, personally, I don't that there's nothing wrong with me like. A lemon cake is totally I'm going to agree on the cultural significance of how black people can make anything delicious. Yes. That is just true. I mean, part of we how we, part of why we ended up eating chitlins is because that was the part of the pig that was left over. And we made that delicious. I don't eat chitlins, though. I don't mess with those. But anyway. Me either. Um, <laughs> but, but... All of these things that we, you know, like we could take something that is not traditionally dessert-like and make it into dessert. However, I think lemon cake is dumb. Thank you, Quinta B. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Moving on. <laughs> I love lemon cake. Okay, so all you lemon cake people out there, okay, with 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 the lemon cake ice. Listen, if 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 you're not supposed to, but then why do they make it in the stores? Okay, Betty Crocker, all, all of these other companies, you know. Yeah. See, even people in the chat are like, no lemon. 
Wait, no lemon. No, girl, what? No lemon. Yeah, I'm saying. You right? guys are you guys against lemons? Okay, it's we're okay. against the lemon. Thank you for having my back, people in the chat. Hey, I need no lem- like people who love lemons to say something in the chat because you know we, we need to be on the same team. And, and it, listen, moving this on. This is Josh in the booth right here. You can't go wrong with mint chocolate chip either. Ice cream. That's Josh. amazing. Josh. Mint chocolate Josh. chip. That's what, exactly mint what I'm saying. Mint chocolate chip is disgusting. It tastes like ice. It tastes like the mint chocolate chip ice cream tastes like toothpaste. There's no point. But think about it this way. What if you were to make ice cream out of junior mints? Isn't that essentially what uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream is? And Josh. then put some lemon in it and stir it up. Oh, God, oh, that's disgusting. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No. I'm just vetoing all of that, okay? Because we're moving on okay, that's to fine. the American Airlines sketch, which was super short. And I loved it. But have you been in this situation? This is what I loved about this sketch. <laughs> it highlighted a thing that black people do that we don't actually need you all, need white folks to know about, which is we will call a customer service line over and over and over until we get a black representative. Right. And we want them to give us the hookup. The hookup. <laughs> that is how I have gotten my cable bill, my Verizon bill. All of my bills have been handled and appropriately addressed because I have called until I got a black representative. Okay, now, is this a factor? You guys who are in the chat room, please chat it up. I want you guys to tell us everything. Like, if you do that, if you know somebody that does that, if you believe in that. But yes, and the funny thing is that, you know, Quinta, her character, she was really feeding everything. She was like, yes, girl, like, that's my cousin. Oh, my girl. Yes. No, I'm not going to change the flight. Have a good day. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to, at the end of the day, I'm not going to help you. And it's just like, we got to stop looking for the hookup, y'all. No, uh, okay. So we we probably should stop looking for the hookup, but I'm not. And also, um, come on, black customer service reps, help us sister out. But you know what was so interesting? The fact that, you know, it was like American Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. We will Maybe not there comment. Maybe a message there, but we're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> the next sketch that I love, this was my favorite sketch of the show on my own. Oh, my God. Featuring the legendary Patti LaBelle. Yes, thank you. I actually wore this outfit because I wanted to reflect the colors of Patti's ensemble that she wore in the sketch. She'll do. (sighs) On my own. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. I wish that. All right, all right, sorry. We we legitimately. Thank you, thank you. We legitimately spent the 10 minutes before we started singing Singing that song. Yes, we did, for sure. So the premise of this is that Ashley's boyfriend is breaking up with her. She's trying to get him to stay, but every time she breaks up, Patti LaBelle shows up and makes her, and sings on my own until Ashley sings along with it. But see, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, what does she want her to do? And I felt like she just wanted her to tell the guy... Okay, bye. I'm like I'm done. I think she wanted her to sing along, but particularly to sing that song, that that line. There's one line, <laughs> and I, I, um, I have faith that I will shine again. I think she was waiting for her to sing that, to sing that line. Because and was, also before I think, that she was begging him. But yes, but I think that what Patty was doing was saying was like the reason that Patty is there. She's that voice in your head that takes you through the whole process of a breakup, which is you're like, oh my god, it's gonna be over. But then eventually you get to, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have faith that I'll be fine. And so I love that they did that with a song, not only a song, but a song that everybody knows, right? With a legend, yes. the the number of legends who have been on this show, yes. Lorraine Toussaint, 
uh, Marla Gibbs, Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett, Jack Hay. What now, Patty? Oh, y'all. But see, Patty is like that. It's like that auntie that just gets you right, right? So like oh, she coach. sits you down. Listen, baby, let me tell you, okay? Because mm-hmm. what you what you need to know is even though he's leaving you, you're gonna be okay. Because on your own, you're gonna make it okay. All you have to do is just have like literally. And then it's like I think about the patty, you know. I I think about the um the sweet potato pie, you mm-hmm. know, you know, because your auntie feeds you mm-hmm. after she gets you talking to you, or while she's talking to you, she's, she's feeding you. you. Yeah. So it, I you. mean, it's just it's perfect. Right? Yeah. It it was, but it was like. Also, to speak, the dude was like, I don't know if I want to break up with you now. Like, Patty LaBelle's going to come like, out and He was like, you got probably. a Patty connection. Listen, right. Which is, I hate to say that, but it, I I kind of felt like it was shading the idea. If you know how sometimes the people know who you connected to. Oh, They're totally. like, oh, yeah, girl. Listen, we're going to work this out. Right. <laughs> and they really ain't going to, you know, use no, their not. connections. My favorite moment in that sketch was uh, Ashley's talking to Patty, like, you know, trying to get her to go away. And dude is in the background like, Yes, he is. Listen, he is totally feeling the whole Patty LaBelle. Holler. And then the background singers the ba- just pop out. Background just out singers. Just, okay, first I of love all, it. like I said, I my dream is to have backup singers, like a little gospel choir, follow me around and sing little accents to whatever I'm doing in my life. And so if I could have, <laughs> look, I, I'm working on it. I just bought some maracas when I was in Mexico last week. I got a tambourine. I, I got instruments for everybody. If you okay. want to be one of my backup singers for my life holla at your girl (laughs) (laughs) so that but that was like that was my favorite sketch of the show I think and then we go into the next apocalypse uh, little apocalypse scenario which was them playing dominoes and it's they're they're wrapping up the game um, and then Ashley's like they're gonna watch Glee uh, because she made the point that she decided that the, 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 the hill she wanted to die on was that all of the Glee covers. Oh no, this was Quinta who said all the Glee covers are better than the, the, than the originals. <laughs> I agree. I'm sorry, them Glee kids can sing. They can't, oh, especially Amber Riley. Like Amber, I love her. What? She just listens. She just gets you right. Just all in here. And, okay. All in here. Take a song that you didn't even think could have soul in it, and just mm, just yes. put all just put a foot all up in the, the song. all in it all in it. So I um. I loved that. I loved the whole. I loved that their whole conversation, even in the uh, in the end times, we're at the apocalypse. They're still having the same conversations that we have when we sit around right, with our girls. our girls. Yeah. So like, the the world ending is not going to change anything. People, is it brings the world together. It brings us together. And it, just, it brings things into perspective. I think that the idea of talking about things that we see as as the end of the world. I like how like you know, they're actually putting things into perspective. They're trying to educate us, but at the same time, it's like, if everything else fell, like, what really matters at right, the end of the day? Right, You and your girls. That's why it's called right. the event. The event, right. And I can't wait to find out what it is. Mm. <laughs> and then the last sketch of the night of the episode was Inside a Black Lady's Mind, Cat Calling. Um, Ooh, that was... Uh, it was so real. Okay, because, there, okay, there were three <laughs> three voices in her head. Mm. The Taskmaster, Insecure. Insecurity, and Taunt. And here's the reality. Okay, I'm going to just admit this to you guys. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from South Jersey, Philadelphia area. On the East Coast, I got hollered at on the regular. Okay? I don't get hollered at in L.A. And I kind of miss it. <laughs> Listen. But but the truth is, catcalling is horrible and it's annoying and it I can't is. stand it. And also, I kind of miss it. 
I mean, I don't like catcalling just because I just feel like it's just rude and disrespectful, it and is. I feel like there's other ways. And uh, and again, of course, it all it it all goes with with maturity because everybody finds their own way of, of how they like to be Approached. called into. Or mm-hmm. that's, that's, we're gonna call it the world approach. But at the end of the day, I think like it's true. Like you kind of go through the okay. I don't want to seem desperate, but at the you know, but at but at the same time, I also want to let the guy know that I'm interested. But then you don't want to seem like you're too interested because you know, then like that'll turn him away. It, it's just all these things that we the go things through. That you have to think whenever about. Whenever we see somebody, it's so that's true. It's really true. Like we do have this ridiculous thought process that we go through about like. Do I look? Do I look okay? Is this a good time? Do I want to stop? No, I'm in a hurry. Oh my gosh, let me look a little. Let me make sure I put a little swing in my step. We do all of this, and it and it does sort of beg the you know like they even talk about like look, we could open a magazine and be told that we don't we are not what you want. So right. so uh, so we don't really need the validation from men on the street, and yet. There is some tiny part of us that likes the validation a little bit, yeah. and so so it's a weird balance thing to have to figure out. Like like the feminist in me is like, don't cat call me, but the insecure like wants to be attractive part of me is like, he noticed me. I mean, but honestly, I I kind of feel like it just depends on what stage you are in your life, like True. how you want to be approached. And it was funny when like the insecure and the turn was kind of like getting together and so she was just looking like a robot just trying to walk down the street was which absolutely was so funny but then at the end of the day he was like he he at first he noticed her but then I don't really know because when she started walking and she actually had a, the like right, her skirt right. was like what he really noticed was uh, like ma'am your yeah, skirt is stuck in your under in your drawers just, and she was like oh I'm just I'll, I'm just all, all the way embarrassed but what I loved it he was like he was like you don't feel that <laughs> That was so disrespectful. I love Quinta's question. What happens to a twerk unnoticed? It dies. I mean, doesn't like a little part of your soul die if your twerk doesn't get noticed? Oh my gosh. All right, so let's move on to our like our special segment. We we are talking today, we because the show features black women in comedy we want to educate you guys make sure you guys know all the amazing people out there amazing black women in comedy and tonight we're featuring the amazing Kim Coles yes Kim Coles who was one of the stars of In Living Color uh, In Living Color of Living Single uh, which we uh, they actually talked about on this episode they talked about Living Single was better than Friends obviously Um, (laughs) we also sang the theme song to that before the show started because we know it Um, and so um, Kim Cold amazing stand up comedian comedic actress I had the pleasure of getting to see her live about a year ago Um, she's still out there still kicking it still doing it she also has an amazing like coaching program on her website Website. So if you're looking to sort of up your game in this business um, or or just in life, check out Kim Coles because she's still out here. She's still killing it. She's amazing because black women are funnier than everyone else. Thank you. <laughs> she's so funny. <laughs> Nima, do we have any news we want to well, talk about? listen, your girl has some news, okay? We have some news. Let's talk about our girl Quinta Bronson, who is from Philly herself. Now, first of all, I don't know if you guys remember, but Quinta actually started a series on Instagram called The Girl Who Has Never Been on a Nice Date. And so the first post that she did was about a date that a guy took her out and he spent like $13.95 for a movie ticket. Like, <laughs> oh, he got money. He got money. So she actually caught up with 
a magazine company, um, HuffPost. And she talked a little bit about how she got started. Uh, she is actually getting um, a chance to be able to do more things on the internet. But again, of course, we're living in a time where social media is such a big thing. And so she kind of talked a little bit more about it. From her doing The Girl Who's Never Been on a Nice Day, she actually got an opportunity to be on with uh, after, uh not after Buzz TV, Buzz it was Feed. actually Buzzfeed. Yeah. She she actually started her own TV show. She wrote, produced, and filmed it. And then from there, of course, we saw her in in, in twenty sixteen, where she was on a web series called Broke. And she also got a chance to be able to do some TV pilots. And then from there, she did um, CW's I Zombie, but. A Black Lady Sketch Show is actually one of Quinta's first star shows. So yeah. we want to definitely give Quinta Bronson a shout out. And yes. just to say, you know, well, congratulations. So, I mean, she's still in the game. Again, you know, you guys never know where your career actually starts. But, I mean, it's funny to see that we kind of saw, we already saw her on Instagram, like, from being a star. Yeah. Just to, you know, say, hey, guys, whatever you're doing, where it's comedy, acting, whatever. You just got to take that first step and kind of do it on your own and you see what happens. Yeah, it's so awesome to see where people end up because I remember that first sketch she did it went viral it went viral (laughs) and she has been out here killing it ever since i have been following her ever since then and i'm so happy for you quinta keep killing it keep killing the game um so yeah all right we don't really have predictions to make okay no yes we do because I want to think about oh, oh, yes. predictions. We have music for that. We can still have predictions. Okay, so listen. Let's our, do it. So our predictions will be what would you guys want to see them do? Like what <gasps> other type Ooh, of sketch? What could they not take okay, on? I, they haven't done like a girl group yet. They have not. They have not so done right. a girl group, right? I want to see a girl group and I also want to see them try to do a guy group. I want to see them do like a gangster scene. <laughs> well, they did do a gangster well, scene last ep- last episode with did. the girl gang with the, with all the pink. That was cute. The girl gang, but I mean like a real like a a real you know like Kane and okay, you know Kane from okay, Innocence okay. Society. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I, I would like to see them tackle Beyonce. I don't yes. think they haven't done any Beyonce yet. I would love to see them. I would love to do, to, to see them do like a Beyonce Rihanna because you know how. Beyonce and Riri fans are like, eh, who's the best? I'd love to see them play with that. For sure. I'd love to see them play. They've Cardi already... Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. They've, they, they've, tapped, <laughs> they've touched on that. A I'd bit. love to see them go right. hard on that. So what What would you guys like to see them tackle? Yes. I mean, there's so much awesome stuff in pop culture. There's so much awesome stuff in black culture. I uh, would love to see them in church more. We did get yes. to see them in church. The, for the, the church like... open mic. That was hilarious a couple yes. episodes ago. So... There's so much more. This show is going to be on forever because black people are the font of all things awesome. Um, <laughs> am I allowed to say that? Anyway, the, there's so many things that we're going to talk about. I cannot wait for the next episode. We will be here on YouTube next Sunday at 4 right. p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Uh, Nima, where can people find you on the social media? Find me at Nima Sky, N-E-E-M-A-S-K-Y-E on all social media platforms. And you can find me, Nikki Bailey, underscore on all the social media platforms. Guys, it's been a pleasure to hang out with you. We will see you next week here at AfterBuzz TV. Bye! <laughs> our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.